Welcome back to the family Madison plays D and D. What did we do last week, everyone? Um, I know what we did. Y'all leveled up. It was terrible. It took us an hour. <laughs> well, we actually went. Through. What did we battle? Oh well, you got run out of town. Uh, mm. You got saved by a happy little, uh, happy little John who came to save you, and throw you over the wall into a big old pile of trash so y'all smell bad into the garbage and you ran off into the night so that you wouldn't get spit roasted on on uh pitchforks towards brentwood back yep back towards brentwood they're gonna eat us well i mean i'm i'm embellishing <laughs> so y'all got lost a little bit but you made your way back to the road and then are back near the road and camped by a big ol' bush. Yeah, like an outcropping of bushes, uh, maybe something kind of like a shrubbery. <laughs> and, Bring uh, another shrubbery! And while Ghost Slinger was refusing to take her watch, for some strange reason, this giant constrictor snake grabbed her leg and started squeezing on her. And uh, it actually made her pass out, and Asharis saved the day because Merlin was sleeping. <laughs> we didn't wake him up. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Asharis took some snakeskin to make some boots out of, maybe. Yeah. These boots are made for walking. I don't remember. Did Ghost Slinger heal any at the end of the last game? Did she recover HP? 13. 13? So you guys did sleep through the rest of the night and start walking again, or I forget how that went. Or did you just ask if, if you'd recover health the next day? We did ask that, but also roll or something. Okay. So you are happy to find that nothing else interrupts your sleep that night. Merlin, you're sleepily finishing out the last of the watch with the Sharas kind of sitting next to each other, looking at the sun just starting to come up over the horizon. When uh, suddenly you hear a voice in your head again, and it snaps you back into wakefulness. Wow. When you reach Scale Ridge, there will be a green kobold waiting to show you the way into the mountain. He is Rawl the wizard. Kobold? And again, you have the same impression that you can respond with 25 words, either thought or spoken. Hmm. Well, we, we, are, we are heading that direction now. And we'll make haste. Would you like me to remind you what you said last time? Please. Last time you said, we will do our best to arrive as soon as possible. Is there a clue or direction on how to find you? What was his response? (laughs) The message message this morning was, when you reach Scale Ridge, there will be a green kobold waiting to show you the way into the mountain. He is Rawl the Wizard. If Merlin shares, then you can roll a history check. But right now it's to Merlin. Yeah, we can uh, we can share that. I'm not going to keep it a secret. Well, last time you didn't tell them why you were headed for Scale Ridge. You only said that they should go to Scale Ridge. Oh, well, someone's in trouble there. I'm going to tell my compadres, and we have to go save them. Unfortunately, there's no money involved. <laughs> He's talking to you. <laughs> She's asleep, recovering her 12 HPs. 
So do you elaborate and say that there's a someone waiting for you? Yes. Explaining that actually I'll roll a history check for you. Oh no. Let's see. Where is it? You know, Merlin, that kobolds are usually the servants of dragons. They are a lizard people. Yes, they are lizard people. And you know that chromatic dragons, so colors, red, green, blue, uh, are usually malicious and evil. Metallic dragons are righteous and good. So you wonder why the voice would be sending a green kobold to meet you, since the voice leaves you with an impression that its intentions are good. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know the color code, so... Hmm. Where's he meeting me at, supposedly? When you reach Scale Ridge. I see. You need some sort of, like, teleporter. Or a Harry Potter broom, maybe. Hmm. No, we have to do this the technological way. The Knight's Bus? So I wonder if we should ask him if there's anything to fear. Yeah, he sounds like he's a good guy, but uh, the color doesn't match up with our narrator's description of good and evil. So what do you want to ask? Is it safe? How can we trust the guy even if he says yes? I guess that's true. I guess it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> we can't trust anybody. I don't even trust the bartender because we got thrown out of town. So you do know that in the first message, and maybe you shared this, I don't remember, that he said there are orcs in the mountains, and he is fighting the orcs, and you know orcs are evil. Mm-hmm. More evil than Raoul the Green Wizard? Well, let me see. Of course. Let me read you what you know of green lizards. Because first, you basically botched the thing I wanted to tell you. <laughs> but apparently you know a lot about dragons. Uh, what mask? No, this is the wrong book. This book. Dragon, dragon, dragon. There should be a whole book on dragons. After all, it is dungeons and dragons. Mm -hmm. 119 is a dragon turtle. You figure a dragon should be by a dragon turtle. Here we go. So, this role is specifically for green dragons. Ooh. Doesn't sound good. Mm-mm. Well, this messes with my, uh, my plans thoroughly. Alright. Well, let's see how this goes. Green dragons are the most cunning and treacherous of true dragons. Green dragons use misdirection and trickery to get the upper hand against their enemies. Nasty-tempered and thoroughly evil. They take special pleasure in subverting and corrupting the good-hearted. In the ancient forests they roam, green dragons demonstrate an aggression that is often less about territory than it is about gaining power and wealth with as little effort as possible. Doesn't sound good for us. We could be going into a trap. But it also doesn't make any sense to you that a green dragon would be telling you to go into the mountains where it normally wouldn't make a lair. It's true. Jessica's not in focus for some reason. She's writing a book. It's not really a book, it's just a story. Sounds like a book to me. What else is a story? A book. It's not a book. <laughs> it's not gonna be a book. It's... Okay, here's another piece of information. 
A forest controlled by a green dragon is easy to spot. A perpetual fog hangs in the air of a legendary green dragon's woods, carrying acrid whiffs of the creature's poison breath. Moss-covered oh, trees, trees grow close together, except where winding pathways trace their way like a maze into the heart of the forest. Light that catch makes its way to the forest floor carries an emerald green cast, and every sound seems muffled. Do, do these dragons fly by any chance? Oh, yes. So my owl flying around up there might get in trouble. No, my. Jessica likes dragons. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, scariest green dragon. Do we have power over their brain if we tell them a, a spell? Absolutely not. These are the most terrifying evil creatures on the planet. Ancient dragons. Ancient chromatic dragons. The most righteous, powerful, good creatures on the planet are also ancient dragons, but they're ancient metallic dragons, like brass dragons, platinum dragons. Bahamut, the god of dragons, is a platinum dragon. I think we're getting in over our head. There's brass dragons, copper dragons, gold dragons, silver dragons. What kills a dragon? Rose gold dragons. <laughs> Typically nothing kills ancient dragons. They didn't live to be ancient by getting killed. A big sword in their mouth. So there are dragons from wormlings to a young adult dragons to adult dragons and then to ancient dragons. Maybe dragons. And a kobold are often around dragons. You don't know much about kobold. Hmm. What about this wizard guy? Raul. Does he he have any power over dragons? Did you tell Asharis or Ghost Slinger about the kobold? Since you don't know about them very much? Well, I can't tell them what I don't know. You know what it's called. Yes. Asharis, we're going to meet a wizard named Raoul hmm. near Scale Ridge. It's a scary mission, and we're being summoned by the voice in my head. <laughs> so we have to the voices in my head are telling me to do things again. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so we're going to use the owl. <clears throat> to uh, fly around and keep an eye on us as we do travel. So, Ghostlinger, do you have... Well, you're asleep. Asharis, do you have any questions for your uh, your journey now that you've been on uh, leaving White that you're going to a voice in his head? I don't know if he told you about the orcs before. Well, the orcs were uh, the last time we talked. Yeah, I don't know if you told Asharis that or not. I don't remember. Uh, I wrote something down Asharis, do you remember if you know about orcs? I don't remember. Asharis is asleep, right? Ghostslinger's asleep. Oh, Ghostslinger's asleep. That's right, yeah. Well, alright. I trust you. You feel like we should go to this voice? Then go we shall. Okay, we have our weapons, we have our food and water, and we are halfway there. Snake cookie. <laughs> you are nowhere near halfway there, but you are halfway oh, to Brentwood. No. We haven't, yeah, we haven't even made it to Brentwood yet. So, as the sun is coming up, you think it's probably about time to wake up Ghost Slinger 
and get on your way. Oi! What? <laughs> what do you want? It's time to get up and get moving. Why? And remember, she's pretty beat up from the uh, the night of being attacked by a snake. Mm, that is true. That means you can be especially mean to her because she almost died. <laughs> this is a private member's bar. <laughs> so you haven't heard anybody on your heels. No dogs, no horses, no pitchforks or clanking armor from behind you. You're starting to feel like the pressure from white might be off. The weather today is a little bit warmer, and you got a good head start on your forced march out of white. It wasn't pleasant, and the going wasn't easy, but you managed to make your way a good distance towards Brentwood. You think if you start early, uh, you may actually be able to make your way all the way to the edge of the woods before nightfall. And if the wind stays at your back, you might even be able to make it to Brentwood in just two more days' travel. Two days? Wow. As you're getting up and getting ready to go, are you going to follow the road closer today? Or or are you actually going to take the road since the going will be easier and you haven't heard anything from behind you that suggests that there's a chase after? We will be taking the road today. All right. Archimedes stays overhead, keeping an eye out behind you. And when you send him up to scout, looking out across the landscape behind you. You can't see very far. It's still a little bit dark. But as far as he can tell, there's nothing there. No sign of a big caravan headed for Brentwood. Because it's not trees, is it? No, it's a pretty open plain between... Open plains! <laughs> just the rolling hills and grasslands between here and white, and then when you get closer to white, the grass kind of dies off and everything turns a little bit brown. Patches of clay and stuff around the city from the goblin raids and the uh, burned farms and the lack of rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, Dad. Thank you, Derek. I texted him happy birthday. I tried to call him, but it's bingo night last night. Mm-hmm. We didn't play bingo. I know, y'all went uh. out to dinner instead. We went to dinner. Yes, it was That's what Ray said. Sh- like, could you call him? And I was like, it's bingo night. <laughs> Two bottles of champagne at $25 a bottle. Oh, my God. Hey, that's the price of a pizza at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's cheap, isn't it? Okay, no one is following us. Let's go. All right. Let's go. So you guys head out down the road. You make your way back to the road first, and then you start on down the road. Headed that way. Ghostslinger looks a little worse for wear, but she says she can keep up. Definitely. <laughs> she kind of grits her teeth and makes sure that she doesn't slow you guys down as you head towards uh, Brentwood. As you're making your way through this section of the road, you come across a familiar looking wall that you've seen before. Oh, that wall. Oh, where the, the wall with the back the door is. The unicorn. The unicorn, shining armor. So as you make your way down the wall, you notice the section in the wall where you are pretty sure you saw a a vision of the Feywild. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that curve. And I'm going to assume you just keep walking if you don't say anything. No, listen, if if I remember correctly, I'm looking off to my left. And see this image. 
in the grass. And who walked out there last night, Asharis? Me. You should take another trip out there and look again, uh, since you saw it and told us that, wow, look what I see, or words to that effect. Okay. So Asharis walks out into the, uh, through the open gate to her left. So, Asaras, looking around, you don't see anything like you saw before as you approach this section in the wall, but you're a little bit hesitant anyway as you go to step through the gap. But when you do step through the gap, nothing seems to happen. It seems just like a wall with some grass around it. You don't, has closed. You don't see any, uh, any crazy visions happen, and you're a little bit disappointed. You, uh... You had that crazy dream a few nights back when... When we were running and running. When, when Ghost Slingers uh, was naked in a fountain. No, this <laughs> one doesn't happen. know that. It didn't happen. <laughs> so you, you kind of are disappointed not to see Shining Armor again. And you guys head off down the road, making your way uh, as quickly as you can back towards Brentwood. Nothing... Oh, of interest happens throughout the course of the day. Do you guys talk about anything interesting? Do you talk about where you're going? Anybody that you want to visit in Brentwood? Stuff like that while you walk? Who do we know in Brentwood? Oscar? <laughs> I think we should cut through the church again. The church? The church is in white. Oh, yeah, the place. <laughs> no, wasn't there a cave tunnels underneath the Brentwood walls? Oh, you want to go back into the uh, the family crypt? Ooh. Yes, through the church, and go in through the bar, through the door, and that way nobody will see us enter the city again. Wait, you're people. you're in the wrong city. You're going to Brentwood, not White. Brentwood had the church. White had the church. There's a crypt the the for the family of uh, Brentwood, for the Brentwood family, in a graveyard. Oh, okay. But there's a church oh. in White with a crypt underneath it. Yep, you're right. I got the wrong city. Or I, with catacombs underneath it. Yes. So, the crypt did not have a back door into a bar. It was that, that was in white. Yes. Yes. In the catacombs. Well, let's, let's just go in through the front door and say, hello. Boy. <laughs> no, do we trust anyone there? Ghostlinger, how do you feel about people in Brentwood? They're better than white. I don't want to die. Did you want to visit anybody? Heroes. No. Besides the, 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 the besides Oscar, no. <laughs> you just want to go to the store. Again, <laughs> another hat. Dang, you in the store. It's we should be heroes in, in Brentwood. So yes. not to worry. We're we're good in Brentwood. All right. So the day drones on. And uh, you guys start to see on the horizon the edge of green as the uh, the forest starts to come into view over the uh, over the horizon. As you come upon the edge, a, oh, what? I want to buy a big shield. When I get there. Big shield. Can you carry? Yeah, these dragons might be breathing fire for all I know. You don't know that there are dragons. You just know that oh, I... dragons have colors. And this lizard is green, which matches dragons. Okay. We will move on to Brentwood then. So, 
You come upon the edge of the Brentwoods just before nightfall. You finally manage to make it to the edge of where the forest begins. The trees start to get a little bit bigger. And you find the first of the waystones that mark the way through the, the route in the forest. It's a welcome sight for you to see the faint sigil of the Brentwood family fading away on this, stone on this uh, small stone pillar. With the woods springing up all around you, you could have a fire by your bedside tonight to keep the chill and darkness away. The woods aren't very thick at these far fringes, but there's plenty, plenty of brush to collect and burn. As twilight approaches, you hear a slight whisper from the trees as the wind picks up a little. It's almost like the forest is breathing a sigh of relief that you made it back. Wow, I know I am. Cool. Hello, forest! Forest Gump. Hi, forest. So how do you want to handle staying the night at the edge of this at the edge of this woods? Do you want to get deeper into the woods before you make camp, or are you fine with kind of stopping here before it gets too terribly dark? Let me ask you this question. First time when we came through the woods, wasn't the the animals were all gone and things were happening, they were bad, the hunting was bad and all that, is that all gone now? You don't... Let's stay on the edge of the forest. Let me roll here. So, you've only been gone for a while, and you know that they were complaining about the animals being a little bit, we'll say, uppity, like acting out a little bit, and that they didn't know it was causing it. And nothing that you've seen would suggest otherwise, but did you guys run into any weird animals on the way out of town, or was it pretty uneventful? I don't think you ran mm -hmm. into anybody. Just the trappers, right? Mm -hmm. It was uneventful, really. So, I heard Marilyn say you guys are going to stay on the edge of the woods tonight. Yeah, there's no reason to get into the woods. If the wind is blowing like that, we can't have a fire because it would catch the woods on fire, so... You have to be careful. Well, I said it was a gentle breeze. It's not like you've got a rip-roaring wind rolling through. Mm. Well, uh, Ghostslinger, do you want to go into the forest or do you want to stay out on the edge? I mean, I have my tree forest thingies. My tree thingies. Your tree bed would work strung up between two of these smaller trees on the edge of the woods but you could get up higher in a bigger tree. It's fine. <laughs> Want to go find a bigger tree? No, it's fine. Okay. So, what do you do, Ghost Slinger? We can stay out here. Yeah, but what do you do? You're done walking for the day. What are you going to do now? So, Ghost Slinger starts putting up her tree hammock. What are the other two of you going to do? The grass isn't as tall here. So you don't have to tamp down a big patch in order to make camp, but you could gather some brush and stuff to start a fire if you want. Yeah, and I'll get a few rocks here to lay around it. I don't know, the making of the fire makes me a little nervous, because they can see for a long way, right? Yes. I'm just she first watch, that way she won't have to worry about being woke up in the middle of the night. Hmm. No big snakes are going to come up and get her. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Uh, Ghost Slinger, as you are putting up your tree hammock, two squirrels start chittering at you from the, from a branch nearby where you're putting up your hammock. Squirrels? You're the king of squirrels. Squirrels are everywhere, and they got those tails that go crazy, so they're mad at you. And mm -hmm. as they, as, as you 
make the connection between the two trees where you're putting up your hammock, uh, these two squirrels kind of come bounding out of their, their squirrel hole and run across the, the bridge that you've made them where you're going to sleep. Um, <laughs> whatever, I can share a bed with squirrels. <laughs> there's there's one at the head of your hammock and the other one on the other end of your hammock and they're kind of yelling back and forth at each other with their tails flapping around like they're talking. <laughs> You imagine the conversation is something like, hey, this is sure great. Now we can go back and forth between the trees. And step on somebody. <laughs> is your hammock the flat kind or the kind that kind of cocoons you? It's the type that wraps yeah. around her? Mm. Okay. Good to know. I'll make another roll in the middle of the night, maybe. No. Mm. Squirrel. So Ghost Slinger's getting all wrapped up in her squirrel fort. <laughs> and Ashara said she doesn't know if she's comfortable making a fire yet because you still might be being followed. Yeah, does Archimedes see anything? Can he see no, right now? Thing. Archimedes uh, caught two field mice during the day uh, and a small lizard, but he didn't see anything behind you. What about it? I just want to look at it. No fire again. Well, do we have anything to cook? We got beef jerky. You guys have whatever was in your starting packs, which is probably some perishable rations, and then Merlin bought the beef jerky, which is a non-perishable that you can eat, which is just basically hard meat that you can chew on. So you could pull out some, some perishables, maybe some bread and stuff that you have in your pack. Hmm. Eating is not worth dying over. Oh, you We're mean making hungry, making a warm meal isn't worth dying over? Yep. All right, so the two of you set up your beds for the night. No fire. This gentle breeze is just kind of blowing by the camp all night. It's not super cold, but it's not warm either because it's an early spring evening. Who's taking first watch? Ghost Slinger is. And then you don't have to wake up. And she wanted to wake up in the middle of the night. I think that's a good idea. She's only got to stay up for four hours, so it's not a big deal to take first watch. Ghost Ligger, do you agree to take first watch? Sure. All right. Does that mean the other two of you go to bed? Or mm -hmm. is Asharis going to sleep or stay up and then sleep in the middle of the night and then get up early? I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'll go to sleep and then if I have to get up. All right. Ghost Slinger. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh my god. Uh oh, constitution. He's gonna kill me. I'm gonna be invaded by squirrel. This is my end. Thirteen. Thirteen. Alright, you are very sleepy by the time the end of your watch comes up. And it's time to wake up somebody else. But you've been playing with the squirrels that are near your, your hammock in order to stay awake. And they seem like they like you a little bit. They still don't trust you 100%, but they seem like they like you. I'm making squirrel friends. <laughs> Hi, squirrel friend. The end of your watch is up. It's time to wake up somebody else. How are you going to wake them up? Get off the floor. <laughs> you just yell at her? Doris, get off the floor. You'll wake up Merlin. If you just yell, most likely you will wake up Merlin. <laughs> That's the point. 
I'm already off the floor. Okay, I'm up. No, you're not. You're not off the floor. You're on the floor. It's not even the floor. It's just the ground. The ground. She's got a bed roll. All right, so Asharis, you wake up. I should have made you roll a constitution save too, but uh, whatever. You get up and you take second watch. And Merlin, you stay asleep. Let's see. So Asharis, while you are on watch, nothing happens for a couple hours. The forest is very quiet around you. Uh, Even the squirrels that were playing with Ghost Slinger have bedded down for the night. And you think that between the gentle gusts of the wind that are kind of causing the the trees to sway and rustle against each other, you think you can hear some music. It sounds like a gentle tinkling sound that you think you've heard before. It sounds like the same song you heard when you saw the Feywild Fountain on your way to White from Brentwood. What was I seeing? The naked fountain? <laughs> or this is the other fountain, sorry. The, the not naked uh, ghost slinger fountain. <laughs> the one where you saw the fairies playing. Yes. Alright, so how, how far away is it? It's very faint. You can only hear it when the wind dies down enough that the trees stop moving. Gypsies on the horizon. Gypsies! Woo! I'm sleeping, but I can remember it. Hmm. Is it the end of my watch? Uh, it's the middle of your watch. Hmm. So you could wake someone else up and go check it out. You could just go check it out. You could wait and see if it is still going on when the end of your watch comes up. It's up to you how you want to proceed. I don't like abandoning my post. She'd wake somebody up. You could go as far as you can still being able to see the camp if you wanted to go look. Yes, good, good. All right. You head out into the, towards the forest into the depth of the woods a little bit. You can't get super far, uh, even though the trees are fairly thin here. It's dark, so you can only see just a little bit further than 60 feet to be able to look back and see where Ghost Slinger's hammock is swaying gently in the trees. So you wander around a little bit with your ears perked, listening very intently to see if you can tell what direction this this song is coming from, and you pause in between the the rustling trees in the wind in order to get a better sense of where it's coming from. As you're moving around, you have this feeling that you're being watched. And Sheila Sheila came along with you, and she's kind of inquisitively looking at you to find out uh, what you're doing. Because she hasn't seen you do this before. You think that you can... you, You think that you've determined that it's coming from the woods and slightly to the north so just away from the uh, the road that you're traveling on a little bit and as you're standing there trying to get a really good pinpoint on which direction it's coming from the wind stops and you don't hear the sound the, the song anymore it's gone but before the wind kicks back up you do hear a slight pop from in the dark nearby you kind of a Sound. And then nothing. 
you have to find the Dobby mix and props someone you don't know. I wouldn't know because I still haven't watched all the movies. I only watched the first one. Oh no. So you stand out in the woods away from your friends, uh, listening to see if this music starts back up, and you don't hear it anymore. About 15 minutes goes by, and you still don't hear it. You may as well pee while you're out there. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little girl's room, this is a little boy's room. Behind a bush over there. All right, well, then I guess I better just go back to the camp. All right, you head back to the camp with your friends. In this area that I'm standing right here. What was that? I investigate the area where I'm standing right here. Okay, roll an investigation check. That's Mm -hmm. a good idea, I like that. It's this pop sound. Somebody asked me to do art. Do art, do art. Fifteen. Fifteen. Plus your investigate score? I have an investigate score. I don't have any investigation or intelligence. You have no intelligence? Zero intelligence. Oh, so that's a 15 natural, unmodified, no modifiers to add to it. That's about as good as you could get. All right. So as you are... Do you have nature? Yes. Nature. Add your nature to it. So you get one for that? You'd get your proficiency bonus, at least. Which okay, is plus two. So, it's a 17. As you're looking around this, this area in the dark, your keen elven eyes pick out a trail that looks like it was made by an animal. And you find a couple of partial paw prints in the dirt. And they're from a creature you've not seen before. Or, well, the paw print looks like it's from a creature you've not seen before. It's not something that you would expect to find in the woods. Because you do know... Actually, what's your preferred... What's it called? Preferred terrain? Did you ever pick one? I feel like I did, but I don't remember. Favored terrain or whatever it is? Forest. Yeah. With the your, proficiency in the forest. So plus four, 19. You know very well that this paw print isn't like something you would expect to find in this forest. It's like something you wouldn't expect to find in the forest. It doesn't belong here. So what's a bee that doesn't belong in the forest? So <laughs> Sheila is looking at you, <laughs> kind of sitting there watching you look at this trail. I should have got the wolf. <laughs> And then I could link mines with her and have her smell. You want to do that? Yeah, but can the cat smell? Cats smell. I know, but do they know things <laughs> like dogs do? Well, let's look. What is your cat? A puma? <laughs> a panther? <laughs> is there such a thing as a puma? Or are we just counting it as a panther? We, we wanted it to be a puma. Okay, let me look up a puma. But I think it's a panther. Keen smell. The panther has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on smell. So yes, they smell like dogs do. Alright, I'm gonna write that down. Keen smell. Alright, so you're gonna link up with this panther that is a puma? That is a puma. You're gonna link up with Sheila Sheila and smell what she smells and know Mm -hmm. what she thinks? Yes. Let's see that. Okay. I become the cat and the cat and the cat. 
Oh, man, wow, that's a roll right there. As you link minds with Sheila, you can think what she thinks, and you can specifically tell her what you want her to do. So she starts investigating, same as you did, this this small area where you think you heard the pop come from and where you found these tracks that don't belong here. And you get the very clear thought from her that the smell is like nothing she's ever smelled before. And that's not to say that she doesn't know what forest smells like. That's to say, this is a creature that doesn't seem like it should exist. Come on. Hmm. How many toes does it have? Could be a dragon then. That's what I'm thinking, a dragon. It's not a dragon. It's not nearly big enough to be a dragon. It's got three toes. It's a weasel! A three-toed sloth! <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it does have large claw marks at the front of the toes, from what you can tell. It's a badger! A honey badger! Honey badger don't care. <laughs> it's bigger than a badger. It's what? It's bigger than a badger. And let me check here real quick. Bigger than a badger. It's... Sheila gives you the impression that although it's something weird and she doesn't know what it is, that she's not afraid of it. So mm. it's not, she doesn't think it's much bigger than something she could handle. And she's a puma. One, two, three, four. That gets a lot of fingers. Hmm, I don't draw fingers. Mm. Yeah, you're just on the edge of. Where you can see back to the camp, and you've got this weird feeling that something was watching you, and there's something stalking around out in the woods. Hmm. All right, well, I guess I'll go back to camp then now. Okay. So you walk back over to camp and kind of take up a vigilant watch. Where are you looking? Are you watching the forest line as you're waiting in camp? Yeah. All right, so you keep your eye on the woods as the night grows on, and you take up the rest of your watch. So he needs to patrol. <laughs> so the night feels like it drags on forever, and as it does, you feel the wind start to kick up a little bit, and there's some chill in the air. It slowly gets colder and colder, and you are kind of huddled together a little bit by the time the sun comes up with your uh, arms and legs kind of as close to you as you can to stay warm. You've got your cloak draped over you, and it's still cold. Uh-oh. Uh, you take the rest of the watch, don't you? You already had your sleep, so you're good? I'm good. All right, so the sun eventually comes up, bringing with it the promise of a respite from this terrible chill breeze. But as the sun starts to break through the clouds... It reveals that overhead is very gray. The wind is blowing in from the direction of white, and you see these dark gray clouds overhead. The wind is biting into your clothes, and you can feel it numbing your fingers and toes. Thankfully, you made it all the way to the edge of the woods last night, and you feel like as you get deeper into the woods, the wind will be knocked down some. You think it's probably best to wake your party, and get on the way to get out of this terrible chill. Guys, it's freezing. Let's get out of here. How is it cold? Okay, I'm ready to go. The both of you wake up, and you definitely feel the chill in your bones. Your toes and fingers are freezing. It's much colder than it was the night before. We're not in 
winter. But we are, we are heading north, you know. Now we're going west. <laughs> yes, west. <laughs> we're never going to know what direction anyone is going in in this. Now we're going west. <laughs> so how was your watch last night? Everything okay? There was some strange music, and there's a strange track in the ground. Hmm. And she let it <laughs> But it all was well. Is it close to the trail? Close to the trail, I don't know. Close by the road? Yeah, it's close it's by the road. Where you found the track, you're probably... How far did you guys camp from the road? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 20, 20 feet or so. Yeah, it's probably about 80 feet from the road. Away from the road? Yeah. So it's not terribly far away from the road. Should we go look at it and go on our way? Or just forget about it and go on? It's up to you guys. You want to look at the track? No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It might be a clue. It has three toes and claws. Cool. I'd like to see it. Alright, let's go. Let's walk that way. You guys, do you break camp before you go that way? It's not very far. You don't have to. Breaking camp. Alright, so you break camp. You clean up your bedrolls. You get everything packed up and ready to go again. You probably pull out a couple of pieces of jerky to chew on as you start on the way. But before you're going to head out, you're going to go by this this spot that Asharis found in the night. So, Ghostslinger, do you go check it out or do you not care? Alright, Ghost Slinger stays in her tree hammock. Who plays with her squirrel friends. And she can see her squirrels are in the in the squirrel hole in the tree, kind of snuggled up together trying to stay warm against this chill air. The two of you go over, and in the daylight, you can see this trail that Asharas found last night. You find the, the feet prints in the ground, and it seems like it kind of starts over here. And then you see the feet prints, and then it ends over here, and there's, like, a definitive start and stop. It's a kangaroo. Well, it's not like a start and stop and then start and stop. It's just a, it was here, and it went to here, and then it stopped going anywhere. That was the pop. Some sort of magic creature. Do Do you tell Merlin about the pop? Yes, Merlin, there was a pop sound I heard last night. Can you describe it precisely? (laughs) (laughs) It's good. I like it. I like it. It like disappeared then. It was like a pop and gone type of pop? Yes. So Merlin, you know that there are are definitely creatures that can phase between the planes. So the planes of existence. The Feywild, the Shadowfell, the Ethereal Plane. There are things that transcend physical space so it's possible that whatever she saw or heard could have been one of those creatures well except for the three toes got me got me confused because i'm thinking it was a a gnome Hmm. it could be a gnome a gnome would have the magical ability to do that yes but i don't know about the three toes well in this 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 Paw print on the ground doesn't suggest that it's a gnome, unless it's a gnome that is a druid. A druid would have the ability to be uh, part animal and also magical. Mm -hmm. So, you're curious. 
but it doesn't look like there's any signs around, and it didn't mess with you for the rest of the night, so maybe it was just happenstance. Well, it was afraid of us, anyway. Or maybe it didn't know you were there. Who knows? Very difficult to say with just a couple of half paw prints and a short trail. Well, the pop, yeah. And the, did some- the pop. So do you guys head on your way? I don't smell. Yes, we're on our way. I don't smell anything, so I'm saying it's okay. No, you're human, so you don't have dog-like smell. <laughs> I can smell a possum or a raccoon or groundhog. That's true. Hmm. We saw one outside of our condo right here. It smelled terrible. So do you guys Do you guys head on? Yeah, we did see a crazy-looking possum. Hmm. Yes. Marilyn teeth. Little beady eyes. <laughs> go, let's go slinger before we head on our way. All right. All right, Ghost Slinger, did you have all your stuff packed up and ready to go by the time they got back, or are you being defiant and laying in bed? Pack your hammock, let's go. You're defiantly laying in bed, recovering your hit points, which, by the way, are full again. Full hit points! And, Asharis, you're down one spell slot. Yes. I know what the pop was now, the rubber band popping off her tooth. Okay, we get her butt out of bed and pack up her stuff. Force her to start marching down the road. Alright, so you guys go through the woods on the path that you followed before, going from waystone to waystone, kind of making your way back towards Brentwoods or Brentwood. After about a half day's walk into the dense woods, you can see around you the forest has grown much thicker. It's a lot harder to get by off the trail you have to stick to this trail in order to make any kind of decent time and as you're walking along you come upon the statue guardian that you saw before on your way out of town it marked where the edge of the forest used to be and kind of welcomed in travelers but the name plate was scratched off of it okay the statue which marks what it used to mark the edge of the woods and welcome travelers into Brentwood, but now the forest has expanded out beyond where, it was. where beyond its old borders, and this this statue's kind of been consumed by the woods as they've grown larger. So we'll wait for Ghost Slinger to get back because this bit's gonna be good. Okay, so what is the little guy that's in a pot of gold? What do you call him? Leprechaun. <laughs> First, I thought Leprechaun for the popping noise. Mm-hmm. But then I know he's got feet. Yeah. And then the gnomes that we saw at Rock City in Tennessee, they didn't have any feet, so you don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. But three toes, it's hard to, hard to uh, imagine what it could have been. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the pop might have been. Hey, she's back. Yeah. Welcome back, Ghost Slinger. We're at the stage. Moving on down the road. Well, see, you would go moving on down the road, but first you have to roll me a perception check. Okay. A perception check! Alright, what's your number? Perception check. Just making sure, because I can hear it through the window. I got ten. Were you asking You failed! Well, Ghost Slinger, roll a perception check. Thirteen for her. Thirteen? Mm-hmm. Does she have any bonuses? What kind of bonus? Proficiency bonus? Perception bonus. Perception's a skill, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that wasn't a skill. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's not a skill. Making Perception me... is a skill. It's in the wisdom one. Ah, see? 
Hers is flat. I have it. Yours is, what's yours? Plus two. And do you have perception as a thing? Yes. So plus four. So <laughs> make sure 14 higher than her flat 13. Okay. Merlin, what's your perception modifier? Do you have wisdom? I forget. Oh, wisdom is plus one. Okay. Merlin, you rolled the best then. So as you're about to head off down further into the woods, past the statue that you've seen before, you notice that something is different this time, especially considering what you were investigating earlier this morning. You see a path leads p that leads past the statue and deeper into the woods. And you notice a footprint, a paw print in the track that looks similar to the one you saw this morning. Wow. It's messed up then a little bit? Uh, well, it's a partial paw print, but it, it's similar enough that you think it might be the same creature. Yeah. So it's been there a while, it's messed up. Well, or the ground is hard. Possible. Here's a trail for goodness gracious. So the trail that this critter came off of is, goes off a di different direction, deeper into the forest? Yes, it heads off into the woods. Hmm. Did we follow this trail, Ashars? The trail of paw prints? It's a, it's a different trail. We can sneak off and see if we can find out what this creature is and maybe follow it. All right, let's track it. What do you think? What? You think something bad's going to happen? It's like finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot? It's not like finding Bigfoot. Asharis. Does you know Bigfoot have some jokes? Yes. What? How about, you know the thing that plays the flute and it's got a tail? Like it's a string tower? I think he it's means got, a got, fawn. Dragon. He plays a flute, though. Mr. Tumnus. Mm-hmm. It's a magical creature, too. A satyr. But I think they only have two, a hoof with two, a split hoof. Dad is really desperate to know what this critter is. Are you guys going to go off into the woods to find out what the critter is? What it is. Let's go. I heard him say sneak. Are you going to sneak off into the woods to try and sneak up after whatever made this trail? Stealthy. Well, we, we have two stealthy people here. I'm not stealthy, but they are. Eh, you're not terribly not stealthy. Do you have any bonus to stealth? I have an owl that can fly above him. Check things out too. Go. Hmm. We're we're taking the trail. Roll me a stealth check, Asharis. Go, Slinger. Go, what? Slinger. Do you want to go or do you not care? I don't want to go. All right, you gonna but stay by the road? I would leave you here. Go the reason why I don't want to go is because I don't want to die. But You're not you dying anymore. We will protect you. Your full health, and you leveled up. Oh, speaking of, did you all roll hit dice in order to increase your health? No. No. You're supposed to help us. All right, everybody, <laughs> roll a hit die. I think wizards get a d4, so Merlin, add to your maximum health and your current health. Oh, it's uh, plus your constitution modifier. Add three plus your con modifier. So whatever your con modifier is, is it is it three or plus? Okay, so add five to your current health and your overall health. Oh wow! Ghost Slinger, what is your current or what is your hit die? It should be next to your health on the bottom left. Three D eight. Back up to twenty. Three D eight. Well, then we're gonna add a D eight to her health, and I'm gonna roll it right now. What's her con modifier? One. Add eight to your total health and your over uh, and your current health. 
And Asharis, what is your health? 26. What'd you say? 26? Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry. What's your hit die? Is it a D10? Mm-hmm. D10? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I didn't roll as good for you. It's four plus your con modifier. Goodbye. Damn. But soon I will be amazing. Soon I will be awesome. I will be unkillable. <laughs> All right. So, are y'all headed into the woods now? I rolled an 11. Okay, I'll go into the woods. You don't Thank have you to. So it's fine. Do I have help? But... No, I'll go into the woods. Uh, okay, I rolled the 11, but I have stealth and five dexterity. Five dex plus two stealth, seven. And you said you rolled an 11? Mm-hmm. You rolled an 18 for being sneaky. Asharis, our ghost slinger, roll a d20. 10, but do you have it? I think you do. Yes, I think she I has stealth it. plus a dex modifier, so she might be like a 16. Yes, so I have stealth and surprise. Merlin, I rolled a 13 for you. What's your modifier? Ugh. Which one? Stealth. Stealth. It should be under dexterity no if you have any dexterity. I have no stealth. No stealth at all? Alright, well you rolled a 13, which isn't terrible. You see this path that wasn't there before, and following it very stealthily and carefully, you start to hear some snarling, like from a couple of creatures. Following along the path, you see some wolves. Wolves on the path? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Roll me a, a nature check. Who? Uh, anybody. 18. Asharis, they look very on edge to you. Even for wolves, they're eating something, and you can see yeah. that you can see that two of them are two of these of this group of wolves are dead in this in this small area in this clearing. Wait, they're dead? Two wolves are dead. There's Three more wolves that are eating something nearby. It's a unicorn. And you can see a faint puddle of white shimmering liquid where the wolves are eating at. It appears almost translucent. Unicorn blood to me. Slowly, your eyes start to make out the half-invisible form of a blink dog. A what? Blink dog? What's a blink dog, Justin? I'll look it up. He's got big eyes. Merlin, what's your intelligence modifier? Oh man, it's high. Actually, I guess this should be... It's four. It should probably be history, but we'll say it's... it's, You can have your plus four. four. So, a blink dog is something you've never seen before, but you know what it is. It is a lawful good fey creature. It's not meant to be here in this forest. It's about the middle of the day, and fae tend to be around, if they're in the material plane at all, at twilight, like in their own plane. So, you recognize that this creature is slowly fading back into being visible while it's being eaten by these wolves. And just as you realize what's in front of you, you suddenly hear a yowl 
as one of the wolves turns around, looking around frantically. It looks like it's been bitten hard on its shoulder and there's some blood streaming down. But there's no sign of what attacked it. But the intrusion has the wolves on on guard now, and they spot you. It's something invisible, huh? Well, at this time, can I throw a, a spell of fog around us? The wolves lunge at you as they're trying to find out what's going on. Of course they do. And yes, I'll go ahead and let you have the fog, but you're not going to like it. Okay. It's either fog or fire, but I don't really want to burn them up yet. Okay, so you throw, you summon a mystical fog that surrounds this entire area. I think it's like a 20-foot radius. Uh, I believe so. So what that means is it's harder for everybody to see. Exactly. And what do you do? My owl is flying overhead. I can see which way we need to go. You know the direction you need to go in. Yes. Okay. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to move because the wolves are coming. All right. Let's move back towards the trail a little bit. So... Do you just run, or do you say something? I'm going to say, Alakazam. <laughs> mirror, mirror image. Yeah, you already used your action for the turn to cast Fog. You can't also cast Mirror Image. All right, stand by. Can I use my brain to uh, send a message to this creature? Uh, you can whisper at it. Can Asharis do this? Do what? Whisper in the wolf's head and say we're friends. Uh, maybe, but that would be on her turn. Well, my turn's over with. The wolf's coming after me. No, you can move if you want to move, but you can't do another attack. Okay, so I'm going to move. Okay, so you I'm run back towards the, the back toward back up the trail towards the road by the statue. Yes. Okay. The edge of the fog, which is about ten to fifteen feet. Oh, you move only to the edge of the fog? Yes. All right. So you move to the edge of the fog. Everybody roll me initiative. Plus four for me. I could have my snoring dog attack. What's your initiative roll? Fourteen. Or, uh... Fourteen for Asharis. Is initiative a thing? Initiative is a thing. Your initiative would have also gone up if your dex modifier went up. It's by your health. It's four, it's four down oh. on the left-hand side, front first page. Yeah, it would have gone up? Yep. Dexterity modifier is your initiative modifier. So it should be five? Yeah. All right, so that's a 19 for you. Okay. How about Ghost Slinger? What's she get? Hers is plus four, right? 19. She rolled a 19? Yes. 23 for Ghost Slinger. So there are three wolves that are looking at you. You can just barely see them through this thick fog that Merlin made. There's one with a torn ear. There's a smaller one and a bigger one. And Asharis, it is your turn. No, no, it's not. It's Ghost Slinger's turn. Sorry. She's she's way up top. Dun, dun, dun. Ghost Slinger, what do you do? Do you follow Merlin's lead and run away? Run away! Brave, 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 brave to run. 
Well, we can't outrun them, but run away. I had to get. I couldn't fight anymore, so I had to run. I mean, you gonna fight them or you gonna run away? Run away. Well, you've got those great arrows. You can shoot one in the chest. You are currently about 20 feet away from them. And Merlin, you're probably... You said you moved just to the edge of the fog. You're probably 40 foot away from them. That sounds about right. Hmm, I'm stealthy in this fog. Ghostlinger, what are you doing? Running away. All right, so where are you running to? You're following Merlin? Yes. Okay. So you follow Merlin the direction uh, back towards the statue. Asharis, it is your turn. What do you want to do? <laughs> Join us. We have candies. Um, come to the dark side. They have cookies. So these are hostile wolves. We know that they're going to attack us. Oh, actually, Asharis, before your turn happens... They attack us. They attack you. Before before your turn happens, you hear very close to you on the left side a a pop. Oh, it's back. Mom, it's back. Yes. The, the thing. Oh, the pop's coming to save us. Yeah. I, I don't know. If it, oh, I'm supposed to decide what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to shoot him with an arrow, or are you going to, what, kill him? You heard the pop. Yeah, but I'm going to go look and see what the pop is. All right, roll me a perception check. Ten. Do I have perception? Yes. And two wisdom. So fourteen is the roll. Fourteen. Roll it again, and roll higher than what you rolled before, because you're surrounded in fog. What does that mean? Seventeen plus four. Okay, good. So your fourteen is your lowest roll because you have disadvantage because you can't see very well because you're surrounded by fog. You see, as you're looking on at where these wolves are starting to lunge your direction, very quickly, when you hear this pop, suddenly there is another blink dog. This one's not invisible, and it's in front of you, standing over the body of the one that the wolves were eating and then you hear a pop and it disappears again. You don't see it. Hmm. Like the Feywild creature were coming into this world. It was distinctly looking at you through the fog before it popped out of existence again. Hmm. Something that can travel between dimensions. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know why, but I just wanted to do So, this. did it leave a footprint? With your nature check from before, you think that maybe the reason that all the animals in the forest have been on edge is because there are these fey creatures that aren't meant to be here kind of invading their territory a little bit. It's disturbing mm-hmm. the natural order. Yeah. Well, so the wolves still coming for me? Yes. All of that happened very, very quickly. There are three wolves bearing down on you because your two friends have run back down the path. Yeah, we're chicken. Abandoned. What is it with you guys? I'm running away. Run away. You are allowed to be your own lady. 
and absolutely destroy oh, these wolves. Save the day all the time. Okay, well, I guess, uh, you don't want to fight three wolves by myself. Roll me a wisdom check. Eleven. Do I have any wisdom? Yes. Two wisdom. You know you can kill all three of these wolves. By yourself. I can't bow and arrow them, I assume, because I can't see it right. Uh, no. Well, you... So the way that the fog works is you have disadvantage on all attack rolls. They have disadvantage on all attack rolls. But because both of you have disadvantage, neither of you has disadvantage. It's just like going back. Yep. Because I could make everyone roll disadvantage, but that just makes the fight take forever. It's terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. The way that the fog works is if you are inside the fog and shooting out of the fog, then you have cover and they don't have cover. Because you're obscured in the fog and they can't tell where you're at as you're moving around inside the fog. It's kind of weird. The rules are kind of vague on how fog works. Okay, so can I tell which one of these wolves is the leader wolf? There is a larger wolf of the three. And that is the one I shall cast the animal friendship on. All right. What do they have to do? It just says, spell that you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Choose a beast that you can see within range. It must see and hear you. It can see and hear you. What do you want to do? What do you, how do you, how do you approach this, this spell that you're going to cast? Can I say Shazam? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what do you do to convince this beast you mean it no harm for your spell? So, I shall imagine for it a beautiful deer in the opposite direction. So, you're sending it this image that there is a beautiful deer over there, and it should go get it. Yes. And take your friends with it. And take your friends with it. So, <laughs> you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. It doesn't sound like it's a telekinesis thing, but I like that, so we can leave it. It's charging <laughs> at you, and suddenly it has this image in its head of a big deer that way and that you're not a threat to it so as they charge up to you they stop just a foot or two away from you and kind of start sniffing at you a little bit and they're interested in what you are their snarls turn into inquisitiveness and they get this image that over there is what they really want to hunt and after two minutes or so of them kind of sniffing at you and not really sure what's going on and you're not being aggressive back at them, they decide to move on and leave their uh, their kill laying there and run off. Run off. There you go. The wolves. And as, as the fog drops down, it's just a Ashara standing in the middle of this clearing where this fight was gonna happen and didn't happen. And you see the body of the dead blink dog. It's very sad. No, it's not. Look at it. Look at this. Look at it. You'll feel remorse for that 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, look at those ears. They're standing straight up on its head. It looks it's like a, a demon. It didn't try to harm us. So, wolves are attacking us. As the fog comes down, and you see this this dead creature laying here, do you do anything? I'm gonna do something. Um. So, what color? Do I don't you? know. I kind of feel like we should bury it. Why? So you walk over to this dead blank dog that's kind of half eaten and now fully, wholly visible again. And when you come over to it, you get down on one knee and start to inspect its corpse. You can see the white blood all over it. And again, nearby, let's say just on the far side of where the statue is and your your fellow adventurers are at, you hear this pop again. And when you look, you see the other blink dog is watching you intently, mm. curious what you're doing. Hmm. What should we do? Give me a sample of blood. I was thinking that too. Bottle up some blood. But then we should bury him. It takes a moment before Merlin comes back and there's this this moment when this blink dog is watching you over the corpse of someone or it's essentially its friend you know that from the way that it looked at you while it was standing over top of it earlier that it would it was trying to protect him what do you do to show your respect for the the fallen fey creature like do you do you do anything to tell this this other blink dog that you don't mean it any harm and that you don't mean harm to its fallen friend hmm he closed his eyes put your hand over the, the dead blink dog's face and you pull down its eyelids. Do you like bow your head or anything? Sure. I don't know how religious you want your elf to be. How what? Religious. Yeah. When you do that and you close your eyes as you as you close the eyes of this uh, this dead blink dog, when you open them again, or just before you open them, you hear a pop and the blink dog that was standing nearby is gone again. And then Merlin, uh, you and Ghost Slinger can head back up the trail. Towards what do the trail you, or? Uh, towards some... towards Asharis, who's standing over this dead creature. Okay, let's go to Asharis. See what she's doing. Oh yeah, what's uh, Puma doing? Sheila. What's Sheila doing? Mm, digging the hole? Alright, so you start digging a hole with uh, with Sheila's help as the two of your friends are walking up. Hi, give me some of that blood before you put that thing in the ground. I find a match as soon as I'm about to get okay. the hundred blood. So, do a nature check, Asharis. Thirteen, but I have nature, so fifteen. Yep. Merlin, you know that, uh, and Asharis, you've heard of using... Blink dog blood and crafting an invisibility potion. Um, so you gather um, some of this blood in a small vial from your uh, components pouch. Yes, I will need three vials for three of us. That's not how this one's going to work. Okay, one vial for the three of us. Uh, one vial for one of you. You can craft an invisibility potion from what you have on the blink dog. Okay. It's a very rare commodity and there's not enough that you'll be able to use uh, to make more than one potion's worth. Those damn wolves ate too much blood. 
I do have three vials that were given to me by uh, Mr. White. Vials? Vials, yes, the little bottles. That have oh, you do bottles. have potion bottles, but those potions you're going to reverse engineer, I believe, is what you said you were, we were going to do. I was, but I wanted to see if I could use them for this. You don't think it's a good idea to mix what was in there with this blink dog blood? You don't know what it would do to it. It would probably taint the blood. I agree. You have clean vial in your components pouch that you can use. Yes, I do. Okay. So just note down that you have a vial of blink dog blood. Let's bury that dog then before it starts to smell. And it smell bad it is. Anybody else want to say anything, ask questions to each other? Ghostslinger? The, the skin on the blink dog is a goldish kind of brown. Uh, not dissimilar from a domestic hound might be. Uh, does it's, it have the three toes? It does have three toes and large claws. So that's the one. Yeah. They have a little bit of a vicious appearance, but they are, and, and they're, they're medium-sized creatures, so they're fairly big, but they're not, Impressive. they're not any bigger than Sheila is. See, Jessica, they're not me. Because I didn't want to die in this Rip Jerry. Jerry's dead. Okay, I never heard of a blink dog, but I'm glad we figured it out. We can go ahead and call it there, but just before we do, let's say nearby, coming from the far side of the road, you hear a roar. It's kind of a... Sound from like across the other side of the road. Like a bear? Very much like a bear. Hmm. What is it with the animals out here in this wood? Well, we know it's coming. We better uh, do something. Take evasive action. All right. Episode 15 in the books. 